So, let me get the technology going here. There we go. So yesterday, we had the privilege of uh, marrying our youngest daughter off to Second Lieutenant Everett Findlay of the United States Marine Corps. And I got to walk her down the aisle and I got to take her hand and put it in his hand. And I said, all sales are final, no refunds, <laughs> right? And then I dropped my empty checkbook and walked back to my seat. Um, it was a blessed event. And uh, yeah, what do you say when you marry off your youngest daughter? It's just, it's, it's like a chapter has ended and a new one is beginning. I mean, Angela and I are truly now empty nesters in just about every sense. And there's bittersweetness that goes along with that. That really has nothing to do with what I want to talk to you about, but I wanted to share with you that that had happened. Um, we had people from College Station that I've never met before, so it was truly just our little family and then 200 people I didn't know. <laughs> but it was a good event, and so we're, we're happy that that has occurred, and also, I've got to admit, we're happy it's behind us. It's been a, it's been a year getting ready for this thing. So, our gospel lesson today is from Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, and it's the story of the healing of blind Bartimaeus. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples, a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he's calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. So there's a lot of good stuff in this passage. And in this short sermon on this particular Sunday morning, we're only going to be able to touch on a little bit of it. But I hope that when we're done with this little discussion, you'll have an appreciation for the love that's poured out through Jesus Christ on you as we see through the eyes of a blind beggar. Blind Bartimaeus. It sounds like a jazz singer. Doesn't it? 
truly this passage is packed with meaning and we will do our best to cover it this morning and so as this passage opens Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he passes through Jericho to get there and as he's exiting the other side of the city there's a blind beggar there and Mark tells us his name is Bartimaeus and when he finds out Jesus is coming he calls out to Jesus Jesus son of David have mercy on me wait a minute son of David I thought Joseph was his dad son of David this is a title for Jesus it's specific and it's a reference to the messianic lineage of the Old Testament for the Jewish people knew that the Messiah would come through the house of David it's also significant because this is the first ripple in the swelling wave of public support for Jesus as Messiah it's, it's a wave that he would ride into Jerusalem, remember? In his triumphal entry into the city. Comes later in Mark, in chapter 11, where he gets on uh, a young donkey and rides in. And they put the palm branches in front of him as he rides along. So Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus for mercy. He's reached a point in his brokenness where he realizes that the situation and the circumstances of his life are beyond his ability to fix or control. And as blind as he is physically, we have to appreciate here that he's not as blind spiritually as are many others because at least he has this ability to recognize in his blindness where his opportunity for healing and restoration lies and that is, it lies in Jesus. And so he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I wonder as I read that, how many of us have been there? Have, have you ever been lost in the midst of all that life is throwing at you, all the tribulations, all the trials? Have you ever been overwhelmed by the heaviness of heart that comes from this perception that the forces of evil operating in the world are coming against you day after day, time and time again, this stuff just keeps coming? It seems you don't ever have an opportunity to catch your breath before the next wave of these attacks of the world come in and it could be from anywhere have you ever been burdened by financial pressure or the weight of family issues or the fear of health concerns so burdened by all those troubles that you finally just relent in your desire to handle it all yourself and you throw your hands up in surrender and you cry out maybe within your own heart and mind but maybe out loud if it's truly desperate Jesus my Lord and Savior Jesus son of David have mercy on me save me have you been there see if any of that sounds like where you've been then praise God if you have finally given it all up to him but if you're in the midst of it now, if you're sitting there in the chair and 
you are in the midst of it and you haven't yet found the the strength to surrender and I know that's kind of an oxymoron but really it takes a lot of effort to give ourselves up finally to him if you haven't found the way to surrender to him yet you may want to pay a little bit of attention to blind Bartimaeus this blind beggar who cries out to Jesus Jesus son of David have mercy on Verse 48 says, many sternly ordered Bartimaeus to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, there are going to be obstacles placed in your path as you cry out to Jesus for help. Those powers and principalities working their chaos in your life are going to throw everything they can in your path. They may even, may even turn up the frequency and the intensity of their assault as you begin to relinquish control of your burdens as you give them over to the capable shoulders of Savior Jesus. And people may come against you and tell you that what you believe is foolishness. People may tell you to be quiet and stop speaking about Jesus. People may mock you and try to force you into silence. But when that occurs, we have to cry out to him even more earnestly and with greater intensity. Like blind Bartimaeus, we have to be persistent. We have to be relentless. And we have to cry out, son of David, have mercy on me. Don't let those people shut you up this is between you and your savior verse 49 Jesus stood still and said call him here and they called the blind man saying to him take heart get up he's calling you see persistence and steadfast faithfulness in our cry for mercy does not go unnoticed Jesus is our intercessor we've talked about this he's our high priest right our intercessor, Jesus, stops and he responds to us. He hears our earnest pleas and he beckons us to approach him, to draw near to him. He might even accomplish this by sending other people to our assistance, to our aid, with help and encouragement. He may choose someone in our church family to go and, and be his representative, to draw near to you. However he chooses to draw near, the point is that he is faithful to respond. And so we need to open up our eyes and our hearts to receive this grace, however it presents itself to us. We need to be actively looking and we need to take heart and we need to get up out of our misery and receive the help that he sends. Verse 50, so throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. See, I think this is pretty much the, the most powerful imagery in, in the passage. As Bartimaeus gets up from his spot there outside the gate at Jericho and he rises from years of hopelessness. And as he begins to respond to this invitation to come to Jesus, he throws off the cloak he's been wearing for those many years. 
He throws off the cloak of unbelief. He throws off the cloak of sickness. He throws off the cloak of depravity. He throws off the cloak of fear. He throws off the cloak of his former self and he runs toward the sound of Jesus' voice. Can you imagine what a sweet voice that might have been? In the midst of all that misery, what a sweet voice that must have been for him, penetrating all the noise and the chaos of the pressing crowd, rising above all of those people, telling him to shut up and be quiet. He was like a sheep hearing the voice of his shepherd. Bartimaeus ran and felt his way to his Savior's feet. That's determination. And so I have to ask, what cloak are you wearing? What cloak do you have on? What cloak are you wearing in the middle of your circumstances? Because whatever it is, know that in, in crying out to Jesus for help, his mercy and strength, they can pull you up. And as you begin to rise up to meet him, his strength, his strength will help you throw off that heavy cloak of your burdens and enable you to follow the sound of his voice even in the middle of all the noise that surrounds your chaotic life. And when we respond to Jesus' invitation to come to him, when we throw off that burdensome cloak, when we run and fall at the master's feet, that's when we hear him say those words. What do you want me to do for you? There can't be any sweeter words in our time of trouble than to hear Jesus say, to hear the Son of God say to us, what do you want me to do for you? See, those words, what do you want me to do for you? That's the promise of healing. That's the promise of redemption, of rescue. And all we have to do is ask for the right thing. Well, Wait a minute, Pastor, what's the right thing? What do I ask for? Well, let's just look at our example, Bartimaeus. What did he ask for? How did Bartimaeus respond to Jesus' question? What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus simply said, Teacher, let me see again. Let me see again. Teacher, I want to see again as I throw off the cloak of all my life has been before as I throw off the years of my own fallen human condition as I crawl out from under all this mess and rise above it let me see again let me see the life I was meant to lead let me see again the purpose you had in mind for me as the perfect image and likeness of God let me see myself as a child of the Most High God. Let me see others as you created them to be. Lord God, I don't want to just see again with human eyes. I want to see again as you see. Bartimaeus cried out, Oh, Jesus, let me see again. 
And so when we respond to Jesus with the right answer, when we respond to him with an answer that honors God and that's aligned with God's perfect will, then he says to us, just as he said to the blind beggar Bartimaeus, go, your faith has made you well. And so Jesus is faithful to remove the chaos from our hearts and from our minds when we simply call on him for mercy because his grace is sure. It's not just possible, it's certain. The peace he gives does not fail. And through him we are strengthened to rise above our circumstances and move through them with confidence and assurance and hope. And so as in the experience of Bartimaeus, the grace Jesus gives results in an immediate regaining of our sight. The ability to see light and hope where once there was only darkness and despair. And our proper response for this amazing gift is thankfulness. And we demonstrate our gratitude by walking with him into our future, that hope and that future that he promises each of us. That hope where we understand what purpose God has for our life and we walk into that purpose honoring him and glorifying him. We become Christ followers, recipients of divine grace, children, and therefore heirs to the kingdom of God. This is who we are. And so we say, oh, Jesus, let me see again in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 